graciously sponsored by David Ares, who's a regular uh, participant to listen to the Lamat Monin, and it's in honor of the Yorzeit of his father, Shlomo Chaim ben Nachum Tzvi, who passed away a, a year ago on Yudtet Nisan, Tafshin Pei Aleph. Uh, yesterday I was giving the shir live here on Rhodes Island, and I mentioned that that was the Yorzeit of Shlomo Chaim ben Nachum Tzvi, uh, but when I recorded the shir, um, I didn't have it in front of me and I missed it, and that's the reason that I'm dedicating the learning today to the memory of David's father, Selwyn Graham Resnick, husband to Gail, father to Anthony, Janine, and Adrian, a wonderful family man, a person who was dedicated to the Klal, involved in Chesed Shalemet, taking care of, of burial. He was a funeral director and helped so many families through such a difficult period of time, but also seems to have been a man that was full of life and a man very, very dedicated to his family in, in every way. Uh, so I wish the Neshama to have an Aliyah. And once again, thank David for being part of the Madmonim community of people, uh, learning with us, and, and certainly for his uh, gracious sponsorship of the Shio. Yivamot daf mem heyamud alef. The meaning of fathering, havli beratech. We have a, a very peculiar piece of Gemara to look at uh, today and to try and make some sense of it and try and understand something from it. And it's based in this case on Psukim in Pashas Vaitchanan, where we have the prohibition of intermarriage, bam, you may not intermarry with them. Bitcha lotiten livno, vitolotikach livnecha. You shall not give your son, you shall not give your daughter to his son, nor. Um, uh, nor shall, shall his daughter be taken to your son in marriage. Ki yasir et acharai Because he will uh, distract your son from my service and will serve other gods. And Gemara learns out from here that we're really talking about the, the, your grandchild. So if your daughter were to marry a, a non-Jewish person, uh, then the concern of the Torah is that that non-Jewish person will influence the grandchild um, and, and cause him to serve Avodah Zorah. Uh, be that as may, we'll come back to these psukim in a moment. We come to this difficult piece of the Gemara because the sugi of Gemara on Adaf deals with the status of a child born from a mixed marriage where the father is non-Jewish. Uh, the daughter is, the, the, the wife is Jewish, he marries a non-Jewish man. What is the status of the child? Is the child kasher? Is the child pasul? Is the child a mamzer? What is the status of that child? And in discussing the Gemara, the Gemara uh, tells us the story of how the atal kamedirav, an individual came before the great Rav. Omale, he said to him, Oved kochavim ve'eved habal bat Yisrael mahu, what do you paskin? How do you hold about a non-Jew or a slave where they have the same halacha? Uh, who has a relationship with a Jewish girl, what is the status of the child born out of that relationship? Omelo Avlad Kasher, he said, we paskin, as we see in our Gemara, the, the uh, dominant view is that the child is Kasher. Amarle says this young man to Rav, who clearly is the product of such a marriage. His father is not Jewish. And he says to Rav, in that case, Havli Bratech, I'm asking you to agree to your daughter marrying me. I would like to propose 
to your daughter. Since you hold that if the father is a non-Jew, the child is still a perfect Jew, uh, I'm such a child, I'm a perfect Jew, I would like to marry your daughter. Answers Rav, Lo yahivnalach, I will not give her to you. Oma Shimi Bachia Rav, Shimi Bachia, who is Rav's grandson, says to Rav, Amri Inshi, Gemala Bemadai Akavarakta. People have a, a saying. The saying is a camel in Madai can dance on the amount of, of ground that holds a cav of, of wheat. Hokava, and you could go to Madai and you could find such a piece of ground. Vahogamla, and you can find a camel. Vahomadai, and this is in Madai. Vahorakta, and you'll see the camel can't dance on that little piece of territory. In other words, you can say whatever you want, but if you actually don't live according to what you say, then it doesn't really have much much strength, much power. People can say the camel can dance on this little piece of land, but if that isn't able to be substantiated, then what's its worth? And if you say that the child of a mixed marriage where the father is a non-Jew and the mother is a Jew, that such a child is a perfectly valid Jew, but you won't let your daughter marry such a person, people are going to say that you're not serious, that the, 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 there's a flaw in the halakha which you have paskined. Amalei, he says to his grandson, Shimi Barchia, uh, even if he is gr- as great as Yeshua bin Nun, and there's discussion why Yeshua exactly, but even if he was as great as Yeshua bin Nun, the successor to Moshe, I would not let him marry my daughter. Amale said Shimi uh, Barchia to his grandfather, I it wouldn't be so bad if he in fact was as great as Yeshua bin Nun and you didn't allow your daughter to marry him. Somebody else would. But hi, but this unfortunate person, if you don't let your daughter marry him, that sets an example for others. Others also are not going to allow their sons to marry him, their daughters to marry him, and who will he marry? This young person just wouldn't move away and he pestered Rav on and on and on uh, with this proposal to Rav's daughter. Eventually, Yahiv Yahiv Rav gave him a, a really serious look, Veshachiv, and he died. Uh, and again, discussion about that, the Ben, ben Yehoyada, who is the um, Ben Ishchai, a remarkable figure in uh in Baghdad during the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, uh, just an, an unbelievable Mekubal and, and Talmud Chacham. Uh, Baghdad jury still follows his Sakim today, um, and often they're not in line with the Shulchan Aruch in, in Israel. Rav Ovadio Yosef Paskin, that the Sephardim should all follow the Beis Yosef, they should all follow the Shulchan Aruch as the Sephardi authority, as the highest Sephardi authority, but there are communities who still follow the, the Ben Ishchai. And the Ben Ishchai says, even though the, the Halacha is correct, of course, Rav Paskin, the Halacha, that this child is okay. Nevertheless, Adam It's not proper that this uh, person, this lowly person, 
should marry the daughter of Rav, who is the Gadol Hador, is the, the greatest person in the generation. So we see that there is a, a that there are nuances in Yichus. It's not just a question of whether a person is kosher or pasal, whether a person is a mamzer or not a mamzer. We see here that there are degrees of of of, of gradation, um, and and this is where yichus comes in, and it's legitimate. We otherwise the Gemara wouldn't be reporting it, and Rav wouldn't be wouldn't be saying what he said for Rav to say, yes, you're kosher, you're a kosher Jew, you can marry a Jew, but not my daughter. Uh, I'm, uh, there's a certain standard that, that we keep in our family in terms of who they marry into. And this is not what, we, what I want for my daughter. And, and this is not something that I'm going to allow. And the Benishchai, the, the Benishchai, the Ben Yoriyadai goes on to explain that had he been left to live, uh, he would have continued pestering Rav and eventually people would have questioned Rav's commitment to the halacha, which he himself paskined. And there would be increasing public pressure on, on Rav to either change his, his psak or, or people would follow the, the psak of others who disagreed with Rav or for Rav to give in and let his daughter marry this person because he just wouldn't let go. And so explains the Ben Yada. It's not that Rav killed him. And therefore from heaven, it was determined that this person needs to be eliminated. Eliminated. So that his continued pestering of Rav should come to an end. Uh, because the uh, Rav did not want, and Hashem did not want this to be the foundation for questioning the halacha itself. Uh, and so the Ben Yoyada says it's not as if Rav's gaze killed him, uh, but but certainly there, there was a gezerah. Hashem wanted this person to die, and Rav initiated it by the way he looked at him. There's a very interest, interesting authority called, uh, whose name is the Rit Al-Ghazi. The Rit Al-Ghazi lived in Yerushalayim. He was the Rav of Yerushalayim for, for, for a period of time in the 19th century. Um, he was a close friend of the Chida. Uh, and he, on, on a trip to Europe to raise money for Yerushalayim, came across an unpublished manuscript of the Ramban on Bechorus and a couple of other Masechters. And he wrote a parish on that Ramban. Uh, which has become quite famous. The Chassam Soifer saw that parish and was enormously impressed by it. Um, and the Ritar Ghazi says something quite wild. Um, and, and he says here, but something really important. According to the view that says that the child of a mixed marriage where the father is non-Jewish and has not yet converted by the time the child was conceived, that's talking specifically about a non-Jew who has a casual relationship with the, with the Jewish woman and she becomes impregnated and she gives birth to a child. And the non-Jewish man then has no further contact with the child. And the mother raises this child as a Jewish child. Then we say, we assume that this is a perfectly kosher young child. And from the beginning, this child is a perfect Jew. And does not have the din of a, of a convert or anything like that. He completely follows the mother who raised him. 
אך אם היה העניין שהגוי לקח את בנו וגדלו הוא בעצמו כמשפט בני הגויים, but if this non-Jewish father raised the child as a non-Jewish child, ונתגדל בגאיות, and he grew up in a non-Jewish culture and religion, וכי הייגב נאמרין הדגלוי מרצל המפריע דורתו ולידתו בגאיות, then we say it's revealed in this that he was actually born in the status of non-Jewishness, וחשיב כאילו תחילתו גוי גמור, and we treat him like a convert who started off as a non-Jew and then became Jewish, ובאף אופן זה אינו מוצא לבוא לישראל עד שיתגייר גאירות גמורה, and such a child should go through a גאירות. It's an unbelievable thing that the, the, uh, the Rital Ghazi says. We don't find this elsewhere, uh, and, and, and we're not sure where the Rital Ghazi sees this, although we'll discuss in a moment that it, it makes so much sense. And he's saying here that the fatherhood is not about genetic material. The motherhood is about genetic material. And yes, of course, the father contributes to the genetic material, but that's not the role of the father that determines... his relationship to the child in terms of status, in terms of Jewish status. What determines that is the role the father had in raising the child. Whether the father raised the child as a Jew or a Gentile, that will determine the status of the, of the child. So even a child born of a Jewish mother, raised by a non-Jewish father in non-Jewish circumstances, requires a gerut. This, of course, will influence a lot of cases that come to Israel of uh, immigrants from Russia and other places uh, where there are mixed marriages. And the law in Israel now allows the children of mixed marriages to be uh, entitled to the law of return. He, they, the new law even re- allows it when the, uh, when the mother is not Jewish. But even leaving that aside, even when the mother is Jewish, According to the Ritual Ghazi, the child should still go through a conversion process if the child was raised by a non-Jewish father as a non-Jewish child. Uh, that would be the requirement. And so you see the enormous impact on the, the status. It's almost on the epigenetic nature of the child is not the father's genes. It's the father's up- upbringing. The way the father brings up the child is what's critical to understanding the Jewishness of the child, far more than the question of Who is the father in terms of genetics? Is the father Jewish? Is the father not Jewish? Is the mother Jewish? Not Jewish? What's important here is what role did this father have in raising the child? If the father was non-Jewish and he had no role in raising the child and the mother raised the child, that's far better than if the father had a role in raising the child as a non-Jew. This, of course, lines up with the uh, Rashi that we had in, in the Shir on Daf Membez just a few days ago, where on the Posuk of Lezara, Charecha, The um, Rashi said, that the Shekhinah only attaches itself to people who know who their father is. But if they're in doubt as to who their father is, even if it's one of two possible people, the Shekhinah doesn't attach itself to such a child. And I explained in that year, it's because our whole Messorah comes from the father. Your father will direct you in terms of what your tradition is, where you come from, who you are, your source and attachment to Jewishness comes through the father. And therefore, if you're not sure who your father is, what is your source of identity in terms of your background and your customs and, and your tradition, your, your Messorah? And if that's the case, if the Shekhinah doesn't attach itself to people who are not Vada'im, to people who know their father's Jewish, they're not just sure which one, it, who he is exactly. Even then the Shekhinah doesn't attach. Of course the Shekhinah wouldn't attach to a person whose father 
uh, is not Jewish and raised the child with that kind of non-Jewish influence, of course the Shekhinah wouldn't attach. If it's the mother who raised the child, then the mother plays the role of both parents. And the traditions of the child and the background of the child and the upbringing of the child all comes through the mother. And that, and that would be okay. But if the father played a part in raising the child, the, according to the Rital Ghazi, and it seems to be supported in a sense from the Gemara that we had on Daf Membez and the Rashi that we learned, uh, it would seem that the child should go through some kind of, of conversion. What a responsibility fatherhood therefore is. Uh, it's not just that, uh, that I've given my genes to my children and therefore the the child has my genetic background. That's not what it's around about. It's what kind of value system have I instilled in my children? What kind of Yiddishkeit have I instilled in my children? What kind of love for Torah, knowledge of identity and background, knowledge of Masoira, knowledge of tradition? To what extent have I imbued in my child a deep understanding of knowledge and knowledge of who he or she is and where he or she comes from? 